welcome back to the Gentle Catholic Parenting Podcast, where I explore gentle, positive principles of parenting through the lens of our Catholic faith. I'm Kim Cameron Smith, your host, and this is episode 10. Today we're going to be uh, looking at confession and how we can help our children feel more comfortable going. What sort of lifestyle choices can we make that will help our children feel comfortable going to confession? I'm recording during the liturgical season of Lent. Many of us go to confession during Lent. In fact, many Catholics who haven't gone to confession all year will go during Lent. And why is that? It's actually not... um, You have to go to confession at least once a year under canon law, but it doesn't have to be during Lent. It doesn't. It just has to be sometime during the year. But many people go, even, you know, people that don't come to Mass regularly, they start coming during Lent and they go to confession during Lent. And this makes sense because during Lent, we are looking at our relationship with God and we're looking at what is getting in the way of our drawing closer to God. So it is a good... um, habit to get into well it's a good habit to have all year but particularly to make your make a a good confession during lent at some point but not all children feel comfortable going a lot of children are very intimidated and they're genuinely anxious my uh 13 year old son he's in our middle school youth ministry at my parish and they recently had a middle school youth ministry reconciliation service So this is one of those um, arrangements where there are, I think there were a couple of priests planted around the nave and the kids would go to either, or maybe there were three, but they were in full view of the other students. So I think that might be um, why my son felt nervous, but he does feel, I mean, my three younger kids do feel a little nervous before they go to confession. My oldest is... uh, he doesn't get nervous. Yeah, I think he likes going and he looks at it as spiritual direction, which I think is very healthy. So anyway, let me offer you some of my thoughts about this and what can we do so our kids feel more comfortable. I have written about this topic before and I was a guest on a radio program, More to Life. It's Greg and Lisa Popchak's program probably four years ago. And they asked me about this. And so these tips might be familiar to a few of you who have followed me for a while, but they're always good things to revisit. Okay, so my first tip is to do an examine every evening at bedtime with your child. So an examination of conscious before confession is basically where we check in with ourselves and we're honest with ourselves about how we're doing in our walk with God. So why not make this spiritual awareness, this sort of spiritual inventory, a daily habit for our children and really for ourselves? So think of the Ignatian examine, which is done at least once a day. In an Ignatian examine, We review the events of the day, we recognize our blessings and our failings, and we ask God for the strength to do better as we move forward. I really like this for kids because, um, you know, it's really, they can understand it. And when they get into a habit of doing it, it feels more natural to them when they do it right before confession. So at bedtime, 
have your kids think back over their day, <clears throat> have them think about how they were blessed during the day. What were the blessings they received? Ask them, did they love well? How did they love well? And how did they fail to love? How were they able to use their gifts and talents? This might not be understandable to little ones, but for your older kids. How were they able to use their gifts and talents? And when did they fail to use them? When did they, you know, keep, um, hold them back? Did anything happen to hurt them? Or did they hurt anyone? So we can incorporate these reflections into their evening prayer before lights out. And this is, I love this. And I've been doing this for years. All my kids, when they're little, I do this with them at bedtime. They're practicing this interiority so that when they're about to go to confession, it feels okay to them. It feels natural. And it's starting in the warmth of your relationship with them. It's starting in, you know, their cozy bed and the warmth of your acceptance of them. And I think that's a very good habit to get into. My second tip is to use more gentle discipline methods. How we, we respond to our children when they break a rule or hurt somebody, how we respond to them, will create a model in their minds for how God responds to them when they need his forgiveness. So how we respond will create a model for how they think God responds. No matter how much we love our children, if we scare them or reject them when they fail, they may internalize that model so deeply that it prohibits them from experiencing fully the, um, the graces of confession and the feeling the forgiveness of God. It may even lead them to avoid going altogether, but it can definitely affect how they experience it and how nervous they are before they go. And so where am I? Am I making this up? I am not making it up. There are many, many studies that support this. One in particular that I will link to in the show notes for this um, podcast. It was conducted um, by Angie McDonald, and it was published in the Journal of Psychology and Christianity. And she found that students, um, it was she studied um, college students, students who had grown up in homes that were very harsh or the parents were cold, they were more likely to view God um, as um, distant. And students who grew up in homes where they feared their parents were very fearful about approaching God. This is not surprising. How can we build up our child's uh, general sense of trust for God? Um, we can guide our children in understanding that when they do fail, they can approach God just as they can approach us. So with love and understanding, when your child breaks a rule or makes a mistake, help your child recognize where she went wrong. So help her see which virtues, virtues were missing in her choice. How she can fix the mistake that she made. This may require uh, apologies or reparation, and indeed, if she's older, going to confession, and how to handle similar situations in the future. So gentle discipline isn't letting your child off the hook, but it does place the relationship before the behavior. We never want to send a message to our child 
that their behavior can be so bad that the relationship can end. If you think about um, how easy it is for that to happen, if you know, some of us grew up in homes where we definitely got the, 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 the message that if we didn't get our act together, the relationship was threatened. That's what I'm talking about. So you can tackle problem behavior head on. You can use gentle discipline approaches. Look at Jane Healy's positive discipline books. Look at Sarah Aquell Smith's gentle discipline book. This is not about letting kids off the hook. No, no, no. It is, we do guide our children. We set firm boundaries. We are strong leaders and have high expectations, but we never put the behavior before the relationship. The relationship is first. And in doing that, our children grow up with a healthier experience of us and therefore God. And so they might understand intuitively that confession is meant to bring them back to God, to help them, not to bludgeon them with guilt. Um, Really, for all of us, confession, what is it doing? It interrupts the downward spiral of sin and sets us right so we can get back on track. And the only way we can get back on track is to acknowledge our sins and ask for God's forgiveness. And what's amazing is because of the graces of confession, we're actually able to resist sin able to resist sin. So resisting sin actually becomes easier. It's one of the graces of the sacrament. My third tip is to help your child find a vision for who he wants to become instead of focusing slowly on what he shouldn't be doing. This is virtue ethics. So in virtue ethics, of course, we teach our children And we want to understand the Ten Commandments. Of course, you know, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't, you know, cheat, you shouldn't um, covet your neighbor's goods, of course. But don't just get stuck in the don't do, don't do, don't do. Raise your eyes up. Who do you want to become? Particularly as children are, when they get to be a little older and they enter the teen years, we want them to have um, a vision for the kind of character they want to develop. So it's crucial to their moral development that we help them define what kind of person they want to be and what virtues they need to practice in order to become that person. I think it's um, important that we help our children focus in this more positive way, something to rise to, and not just the mud they should avoid. So ask, try to help your child, your older kids Look at what sort of character traits they want to be identified with and what habits they need to develop to, de- uh, to develop to, to um, have that kind of character. I really like it when priests use the confessional um, as an opportunity to provide spiritual direction. So they take the confession, but they ins- uh, inspire the, the penitent to reform their lives by pursuing excellence by pursuing excellence, not just avoiding the sin, but pursuing excellence and building themselves up in virtue. Because when you build yourself up in virtue, it's very, you know, you just are not even drawn to the sin anymore. So if your parish priest doesn't do this, I wonder if it might be helpful to find a family spiritual director. 
You can find spiritual directors, um, ask through your parish, but at many retreat centers, they can connect you to a spiritual director. So I think it'd be really cool if you have a family spiritual director, even if that director only meets with your older kids, and even if they can only do it temporarily, like maybe once a month for six months. So when my older son was in high school, he went to, I had a spiritual director. He's technically still my spiritual director, but I don't get to see him as often as I like because he's moved to a new retreat center. But my teenage son went to him and that was very good for him as he started clarifying his goals for the future and um, his vocation. Okay, so let me sort of pull back and give a little big picture reflection. What I'm focusing on here is keeping our child's relationship with God right, keeping his heart open to God and seeing God as loving and forgiving, seeing God as a forgiving God who wants to be in relationship with them. Now, even if we do this, it may be the case that some children and some, some of us grown-ups, we will always feel anxious before confession. So even if you practice more gentle, positive um, approaches you know, parenting approaches, our kids can still be anxious. Why is that? Why is that? Well, it's very uncomfortable being honest with yourself. It's uncomfortable looking within ourselves and facing our failings. You know, guilt gets a bad rap. It gets, it has a bad name. It's like, oh, guilt, it's, it's terrible. And of course, there can be pathological guilt that is unhealthy. But, um, you know, even secular, you know, in the sciences, even secularist type scientists, they agree that guilt does serve an important purpose in our, our um, mental health. It promotes pro-social behavior and uh, it helps redirect our actions when we fall short. But as Christians, as Catholic Christians, we know that guilt is not bad. We do not want our kids to have scruples, but uh, guilt is just guiding us to be honest with ourselves. So I have a little quote from the Catechism. It's from Catechism um, section 1776. Deep within his conscience, man discovers a law which he has not laid upon himself, but which he must obey, its voice ever calling him to love and to do what is good and to avoid evil sounds in his heart at the right moment. His conscience is man's most secret core and his sanctuary. There he is alone with God, whose voice echoes in his depths. So yes, 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 our conscience is a gift leading us not to... Uh, okayness, not to, oh, I'm pretty, um, I guess I'm a pretty good guy. What is it leading us to? Holiness. Holiness. My parish priest said in his homily today that we are called not to be pretty good people. We are called to become saints. And guilt, sir, guilt is, uh, you know, God is calling us through our guilt toward holiness. So, um, so that's it for today. Um, I hope that helps you, gives you some thoughts about how to help your kids approach confession over Lent. Pray for me. 
as I will for you, please do visit me at intentionalcatholicparenting.com where you'll find detailed show notes for this podcast. You'll find my other podcasts, links to articles. My blog is there. You can find my um, a link to my Facebook page there where you can connect with other parents who are interested in Catholic uh, parenting that's more positive and gentle. God bless you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.